We read from uh, Matthew 28, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore go and make disciples to all men, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and of the Holy Spirit and teaching them everything I have commanded. And surely I will be always with you to the very end of the age. The series on Acts has really been on the, the life of the early church and how the church grew and about evangelism. And so the question arises, this thing about evangelism and about the church growing, how does that happen? I mean, how does that practically happen? I'm going to read to you three verses, and I want to see if you can link them. So now you've got to listen. Sorry, this, this, this is not a service you can fall asleep in. You must listen now. So I've got three verses, and I want to see if you can connect them. The first one is on your pew leaflets in the front. It says... The land produced vegetation, plants bearing seeds according to their kinds, and trees bearing fruit with seeds in it according to their kind. So it's trees bearing fruit with a seed in it. The second verse is from Galatians chapter 5, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, Patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. It's the second verse. But the fruit of the Spirit is all of those things. And the third verse is from Luke chapter 11. If then you know, if, the, if then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? So I want to link those three verses. The first one was from Genesis 1. And it's interesting that when God made the earth and he made vegetation, there was a significant message in how he created it. So when he made the Nazis or the apple, where's the, where's the seed? It's inside. Why do you think he did that? And it's turning into a biology lesson. Because what do animals do? They eat, the, they eat the fruit. It goes through their intestines. And later they pop it out two k's away. Yeah? And the tree grows two kilometers away. But animals are also quite fussy. They don't eat fruit apples. And it's interesting that the nicer the fruit the more the animals take it, and obviously it goes out there. That was about the fruit with a seed in it. The second verse was, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, faithfulness, goodness, and self-control. So when the fruit is good, the message gets out there. And so when we produce good fruit, the fruit of the Spirit, then people see us and they say, you know what? This person has got something. And so can you see how important it is that we bear good fruit? But what does the Galatian scripture tell us? But the fruit of the Spirit 
It's the Holy Spirit that needs to work in our lives so that we can be gentle, that we can be patient, that there's a kindness about us that just shines through and that other people are attracted to. And in that third scripture from Luke chapter 11 and Jesus was speaking, he says, So I say to you, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened unto you. And then Jesus goes on to say, Which of you fathers, if your son asks you for a fish, will give him a snake instead? Or if he asks for an egg, will give him a scorpion? And then it comes. And if you, and if then, though you are evil, know how to give, give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? And so if it's about the Spirit who produces the fruit, Jesus says to us, ask for the Holy Spirit. We've got to ask for the Holy Spirit. And Alf, in your prayer this morning, that was, that was there it was. That when we ask for that Holy Spirit to come and fill us so much that our lives just bear that fruit, it just happens then we're able to take the word out there and we become good witnesses and the message gets out there. So that's the first thing. My message is short this morning. The first thing is that if we bear fruit, the word's going to get out there. The second way that I think evangelism happens, and I'm going to read to you from Acts chapter 1 verse 8. It says there, but you will receive power from the Holy Spirit when he comes on you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. Can you see the theme here? But the Holy Spirit will come on you. And then it says, and you will be my witnesses. Now that's not an instruction. It's a statement of fact. You will be my witnesses. Game over. You don't have to work that up. When the power of the Holy Spirit comes on us, we're just going to be his witnesses. And now what is a witness? A witness is simply somebody that tells of something that he has experienced. That's all a witness is. So what Jesus was saying to his people was, well, once you've received the power of the Holy Spirit, you're going to be my witnesses. You're going to be telling of things that you've experienced. When last of you experienced something with Jesus, that's so exciting that you just want to go and tell people. And it's kind of a nagging question that I ask myself regularly. When last have I experienced something that's so cool that I'm happy to go and share it with other people? Maybe it is because I haven't asked enough for his spirit. Maybe it is just because I don't spend enough time with Jesus. In Luke chapter 6, verse 45, there's an interesting verse there where Jesus was speaking about no good tree bear, bears bad fruit and no bad tree bears good fruit. And then what Jesus says, he says, for out of the overflow of his heart, his mouth speaks. 
for out of the overflow of his heart, his mouth speaks. It's like when you drink a Coke and you drink it too quickly. It doesn't stay down. <laughs> Isn't that the same? So when the Holy Spirit fills us so intensely, and we have experiences with him that are special and that are real, it just comes out, it just bubbles out. And then there's a scripture in Acts 4 that we read earlier. And it says there, when they saw the courage of Peter and John and realized that they were unschooled, ordinary men, they were astonished. And they took note that these men had been with Jesus. These guys didn't have a PhD in theology from Fuller Seminary or from Cambridge University. What was their credential? They'd been with Jesus. And I want to say to us this morning, it's not different today. Let's not try and wish away and say, yeah, yeah, that was in the time of the Acts. I want to say to us this morning that if we spend time with Jesus, and if we ask for his Holy Spirit, he's going to change our lives so significantly that the fruit that we're going to bear is going to be obvious for everyone to see. And it's going to be so attractive that evangelism is going to happen in your life. But you need to spend time with him. We've had a little clock that came up just now. You would have seen 15 minutes in the mornings, right? And sometimes I think that 15 minutes isn't quite enough. But the more time we spend with Jesus, the more real your relationship comes with him. <clears throat> and the more significant your, your evangelism is going to be. And in the last verse, Psalm 37 verse 4, and you've heard it often before. Delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. We all have desires. We all want things to happen in our lives. And it's almost as if this is a formula. Delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. In the Amplified Version it says, Delight yourself in the Lord and He will give you the desires and the secret petitions of your heart. And I suppose the question is then, well how do you delight yourself in the Lord? How do you do that? And it's again not a, not a difficult thing. Surely when we delight ourselves in somebody we experience the joy and the pleasure of being with that person. That's how you delight yourself in your wife or your husband or, your, or a good friend of yours. You delight yourself in the joy and the pleasure of being with that person. And so we have to know them and spend time with them. Oh, that the desires that we have in our heart become the same as God's desires. Because I think that is the point here. That the sort of things that we often want good friends, happiness at work, maybe lovely holidays, successful children, or even good health. Those are not things that are first and foremost on God's agenda. And I think we need to understand that. 
What's the first and f what's the top thing on God's agenda? Is that people are saved because otherwise they're going to spend an eternity without Him. That's God's agenda. And once we and spend time with God, once we come into His presence and He and He showers His Spirit onto us, you will see that our desires are more and more aligned with his desires and then it will happen that we will get the desires of our hearts because we are delighting in the Lord so what does this all have to do with a pile of paper to the moon any idea well let's think about it Supposing there's a hundred people in this church. Okay, there's a few in the morning, there's now this service and perhaps the... Supposing there's a hundred people in the church. If all you do as a member of this congregation is bring one person to Jesus in the next year, you've got a whole year to do it. And how many do we have in the church next year? Two hundred. And then in 2016, we will have 400. And so that exponential growth happens. Now let's do the calculations, and I won't put them up. But to reach 7 billion people will take only 27 years. My challenge to you is, why don't you start fervently praying for just one person in the coming year. And God will, God will lead you. God will show you which person that should be. But why doesn't every one of us go home today and commit to pray for just one person in the next year? That's how evangelism happens. And what a, what a wonderful thing if through our lives and through our obedience to His Word people will come to know Jesus. Let's pray. <clears throat> Lord Jesus, I don't want to be a fruit apple. Lord, please, let the fruits that our lives present to people out there be pleasing. Let us display the fruits of the Spirit. Lord, we need your help to be patient, to be kind, to be gentle, and to be loving. Lord, we want to have your peace and your joy so that people will see that we are different because we know Jesus. Lord, you said that we should ask for the Holy Spirit. And Lord, we want to do that now. Lord, fill us anew with your Spirit. Shower your Spirit over us. That we may experience you in a real way. Lord, we want to be witnesses for you. 
We want to experience you in exciting and real ways that others will hear it, that we, can, that we have something to talk about. Lord, I want my heart to be so full that it just bubbles over about all the good things that you've done for us and that we've experienced with you. And Lord, as I spend time with you in my quiet time in the mornings, reading the Bible, praying, please change the desires of my heart. Lord, we don't want to fabricate a love for the lost. Lord, lay it on our hearts. Lay it on our hearts, Lord, that that, that is your desire. And let that become our desire as well. And then, Lord, please help me to make time for you so that I can experience the fullness of joy in your presence. Lord, help us not only to be hearers of the word, but also doers. Amen.